Welcome to Entering the Transfer Portal with your hosts, Brandon Shanahan and Tyler Sprinkle, where we search for a new college football team to cheer for. Join us on our journey while we search for a new college football home. Let's dive in. Here are Brandon and Tyler. Welcome back. Another episode getting underway after what was certainly a, a an eventful week in college football. An awesome show for you today. I have a huge change to my top five that I'm really excited about. But before we get there, first game I want to talk about, I mean, let's just get it out of the way. What What were your thoughts watching your number one team just get bent over by the second best programming, the state of Kansas? You know what's funny is it made me love Oklahoma State more because of how invested and how pissed I was that they were losing that bad. So I think this was like a great thing for this series because I was actually upset that they were losing yeah. like that. That's half the battle. It's like it's not just who do I want to cheer for when things are going great, but who who makes me sad? Like goddamn. Something about Oklahoma State, when they look bad, they look bad. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, there are two losses this year. I mean, they're rolling against TCU and just fell apart. And then they just didn't even show up in Manhattan over the weekend. Goddamn right there. What would you say about that? They're your third-ranked team. Yeah. Um, a couple of interesting takeaways. Obviously, the, the football wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, another interesting thing I, I saw, and it wasn't just Oklahoma state Twitter. It was, it was also the little bit of, a lot of it was the Texas tech Twitter that I still find myself ingrained in. I'm getting it. I'm purging it a little bit at a time, but there was, there's just a lot of animosity towards TCU coming into this week. And I even sent you that one tweet, like people, like it seemed like Oklahoma state fans were more concerned about TCU than Kansas state. And so that was interesting. It was also kind of assuring that they, my Oklahoma State Twitter was as um, distraught as I would have hoped. Like a lot of people were talking about how this is the worst it's ever felt to be an Oklahoma State fan, which is very good to hear because as a team who's lost a lot of games over the last four, five, six, seven years, um, you, you get numb to it. So it's it's very refreshing that losing like this still fucking devastates everybody. Well, I mean, forty-two nothing at Kansas is uh, it's a tough look. I mean, I know that they're a good team this year, but they did it without Adrian Martinez. I mean, I mean, Will Howard looks as good. I, I know it's so but, interesting because they're they're so good at completely different things. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, and, and Deuce Vaughn is a fucking beast. I'm not oh going to sit here and say that he's not. Because he kind of pretty much carried that game. I don't even know if kind of is the right word. Like he, yeah. he carried that game. But I they mean, have a they have so a good, good thing going there. They they really do. I mean, just seeing the, their quote-unquote backup quarterback ball out like that. and just It's not even balling out really. It's just like not making those dumb mistakes yeah. that maybe you think a backup would. I think speaks miles about how Kansas State is coming along as a program. 
Yeah, I would definitely say that. I, I mean, the score is a bit jarring. So it, it's definitely both ends of this equation uh, are pretty relevant here. But I do think it says more about just how good this Kansas State program is and how solid they are. And especially in the Big 12, it's definitely the deepest conference of of any college football conference. So you have to bring it every single week. And Oklahoma State coming off a, a big win against Texas just didn't show up and Kansas State made them pay for it. But I definitely do think it says more about where they're at, you know, on the, the successful end than it would detriment Oklahoma State. That's kind of what I was going to bring up too, is I think this was a letdown game from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the you stars have definitely huge, aligned. You have a huge emotional win over Texas. Like you battle like, tooth and nail to beat Texas that game. When you were not your best Oklahoma State team, and you find a way to win, and then you go in to Manhattan, Kansas, and get your ass kicked. I think this is just a, a letdown game from the start, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but I and still it, love. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do think the stars just aligned for this ass kicking because not only did Oklahoma State have this letdown coming off a huge game against Texas the week before, Kansas State fell apart against TCU the week before, and were probably super dialed in this week. Like, hey, if we're up eighteen points, we can't let up and he certainly did not so it, it definitely think, both ends of sorry. the equation really just lined up yeah i think um if oklahoma state does end up losing that game by like a hair or something i think they go out and kick the fucking shit out of kansas state or even oh, if they blow out texas yeah i mean it just it's yeah. different like i don't know it, there's something about that vibe that really kind of makes or breaks a locker room. And I think that was just one of those things that was like, you're destined to kind of lose, like you were saying, start of the line. Yeah, and even just looking ahead at the schedule for Oklahoma State, I mean, you got Kansas and Iowa State the next two weeks. Traditionally, those are, are, are pretty clear wins. But the way that the Big 12 shaping up, like even those two teams are tough games, especially going to Kansas and then Iowa State's traveled really well this year. They should have beat Texas on the road. They had a good shot for sure. I just don't think that can or Iowa State is really all that good. No, which but is kind I, of jarring yeah. because how good they were for quite a while. Well, quite a while is probably a stretch, but for a good amount of time, they're they're a pretty solid program. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think that they're as bad as the record says, but I I, I still just think that the Big Twelve is just top to bottom deep, like the tenth best. Big 12 team would wipe the floor with the 10th best SEC team. Yeah. Not even looking at and, the, well, 10th is probably a stretch, but. And Spencer Sanders just could not find anything, like couldn't get anything going. They ended up bringing in their backup. I don't know. It's, it's a, it was a bad game. And I think that unfortunately kills their playoff chances, but uh, I think that yeah. they're still in a good spot for, uh, the future of the program. I mean, Mike Gundy is still an awesome coach. You still have like a great atmosphere. Still have, you know, recruits wanting to go there because of their high powered offense. Like they, they're probably thinking that if I show some shit in the big 12, the good chance I get drafted. So I think that they're going to be fine, but this game was definitely kicking the teeth. Yeah, I, I think so too. And Speaking of the playoff, 
I also want to talk to you about that because I lost sleep over just how angry I was by it. And I, I knew that this is exactly how, how it was going to go. But my big thoughts was obviously TCU is get, getting shunned for being in the big 12. The big 12 is getting no respect, but just that also the sheer incompetence of like putting Clemson for, because I mean, it, if you look at the rankings that this committee put together themselves, TCU has two wins that are better than Clemson's best win. And it just feels like they're riding the clout of Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, even though, I mean, Deshaun Watson's on his third NFL contract already. It, it seems so silly that just, and I, I think the fundamental issue is that these guys are athletic directors and university executives and, just a really horrible idea to put these guys as the the decision makers for the most important thing in the sport. When we already had a fairly good system, like the BCS, the issue with the BCS wasn't that the rankings weren't accurate. It's just that the, the only way to win is if you're in the top two places, if you just expand that to four, I feel like we're in better standing, but yeah, I, I'm furious about it. I, I agree. And um, I know maybe people think that you might be a little biased because TCU is on your, your big board now or your top three. Um, but I totally agree. These guys are acting like the ACC is the SEC equivalent when it's just not. I would argue that the Big 12 is a better conference top to bottom than the ACC is. And like, if they if they put Alabama where Clemson was, right? And you'd be like, well, that's fucking stupid. But hey, they're in the SEC. I could I mean, stomach you kind it. of expect it. You can expect it. But for Clemson to be in over TCU is kind of a travesty. And uh, really kind of shows you that something needs to probably change. So. Well, and even like over tough like Clemson being over Michigan. Like, like even taking my Big 12 bias out of this, like Michigan has a way better resume than Clemson. Like they've blown through everybody on their schedule, including a, a Penn state team who's ranked higher than any team that Clemson's Clemson's played this year. And they haven't had to go to stupid overtime games. They haven't had to bench their quarterback to get a spark to beat the, the mighty, mighty orange men of Syracuse. Like it's, it's just so silly that you can look at those two teams in particular in Clemson, Michigan and think, Oh yeah, Clemson's probably better. Yeah. I don't get it something should probably change there. But uh, again, it's like I say, the problem with America is old people. Problem with the cultural playoffs, old people. Get them out of here. Because that that does kind of limit the ceiling. Because now it it seems almost very clear that the only way a Big 12 team gets in is if TCU runs the table and probably beats Kansas State in in the playoff. And that's still a a maybe. Because then Clemson's already three spots ahead of them. Uh, so if you have two SEC teams, however that plays out, uh, you're undefeated Big Ten champion, and you only got one more spot left. So I don't know. I think if it's if it's Texas or Oklahoma in the same spot as TCU, they're in over um, Oklahoma or not? Jesus, without question, Clemson. yeah, without question. That also they're like very the, they're like the blue bloods of the Big Twelve, right? Because because logic is like, oh well, well it, it's so. Sp- it's so funny to me because the logic is, oh, well, we've seen these programs be good. We've seen Oklahoma in the playoff before. But also, we haven't seen Texas in the playoff before. But 
they have these great yeah. recruiting classes every year. But even They're still, a like big name, right? They're a big name. So same as Clemson, right? Clemson has become a big name. And what is the driving force of all evil? Stay with me, Brandon. Money. Money is the driving force of all evil. They want to sell tickets. They want to. They they want to drive views. To be honest, I don't think a lot of people are sitting there saying, "Oh, dude, I want TCU to be in a playoff. I want TCU to be in a playoff." Because they're not as big of a brand as an no. Oklahoma, a Texas, a Clemson, and I think they kind of saw that last year when they put uh, Cincinnati in there. I don't know. I I think there's got to be something driving this other than performance on the field, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and like I alluded to earlier, it's these athletic directors who are running this committee who of course the way that they see it is oh well when we bring in big brands into our stadiums we get a bigger draw we get more media attention we get more you know uh, aggressive ticket prices so on and so forth so they're like well if i'm in charge of this playoff i i want not only the four best teams but the four biggest brands that i can shove in here yeah. especially if you're playing like at&t stadium like you gotta pay for that shit mm-hmm. i mean they the NCAA doesn't want to shell out a bunch of money and not recoup a lot of it or make money on it. So, but in it, it's, and it's sad oh, because I I think that we saw the the opposite with Cincinnati and I and I might be a little bit deep into this, you know, being in Dallas and going to that game and staying at a hotel with other Cincinnati fans that night. But you get this this mega passionate fan base that gets to put everything that they have into this this program. Where, I mean, obviously Alabama and, and, and those blue blood programs do that anyways, but like you get this whole new phase. And then I feel like you also get the underdog story of all the other fans. Like obviously Alabama fans aren't cheering for Cincinnati, but I feel like everybody else probably was, or at least the vast majority of people and a vast majority of people tune in to be like, Hey, what if Cincinnati pulls this off? What if TCU does pull it off against Tennessee in the first round? You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of value in that as well as having these big macho brands. I agree. Um, but I do think that there's something to say again about Cincinnati, right? Like they went to the cultural playoff and what did they do? They got fucking waxed, dude. They got waxed. And so did Michigan. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they're, they're, hey, we're not going to put them in the top four right now because last year, do you see what they did? They got fucking waxed. I think TCU is a Cincinnati equivalent. So maybe they're just, hey, you win a couple more weeks, they'll be in there. But right now, we saw what happened last year. But I think that that's not, that should not be a decision that the college football playoff is making. It should be, lose if you lose then you're fucked you're out get out of here right so they should say just go ahead just lose please lose so we can boot you out that's what it should be but it's not yeah 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 i think you hit the the nail on the head there is that it shouldn't matter what what they did last year or how the optics looked last year i do i will say i think it was just truly a matter of georgia and alabama were so far ahead of anybody else so I, I think they got that those four teams right. But even with that said, TCU today with a quarter of the season left still has way better resume than Cincinnati did all of the last. They, they have more better wins this year than Cincinnati had the two years prior. 
So I think that that they're not equivalent. Uh, I, I do, and I, I think Cincinnati got got in kind of by default. Like it didn't seem like there was a great fourth right. team to put in there. Ohio State had two losses. Um, you can only squeeze in so many SEC teams. I mean, they're going to try to push that this year. I feel, but the Pac-12 was out of the equation. Baylor had two losses, so it just kind of came by default. But I I, I feel like since TCU has has a way better. And in this scenario, I, obviously, if they lose two of the next four games, then uh, it doesn't matter. And I'm not just talking specifically TCU, but if any of the Big 12 teams were in this situation, if it was Oklahoma State or Kansas State or anybody but Oklahoma and Texas, as you mentioned, I think that it, it'd still be the kind of the same thing, is that the, the Big 12 is getting so slighted that it just doesn't seem like it's an accurate representation of what college football right. is doing. Yeah, and I, I didn't mean it to sound like I didn't mean it to be a literal comparison from TCU to Cincinnati, but I think in their minds, they're like a second tier school, right? I could see that. Like a lot of the other schools that, yeah, Hey, you're in the top 10, but you're never going to make it in the college football playoff. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I think that that's what I was trying to say. I didn't mean that they are a literal comparison. Like they're the exact same team because I think this TCU team is better they had, they had of more opp- they've had more opportunities than Cincinnati did last year to make it sure. in the playoff. Um, and they've beaten better teams. They, they are, as of right now, they are the better team than just uh, resume-wise than Cincinnati was when they got in the playoff. It's just uh, it's a tough thing to swallow, unfortunately. But you also have to think about it uh, from their perspective. Like they want good football games to watch. And unfortunately, this week, Tennessee, Georgia is the Super Bowl, is a Super Bowl. And they know that. And everybody's going to be watching that fucking game. Tell me you're not going to watch it. Oh, I'm dialed in. I'm so juiced. I know. Yeah. Aren't you pumped? I'm fucking pumped about it. And they know that. And they, it's just, unfortunately a lot of the times they are better teams the SEC is but you got to give these teams a chance to it's like make them make a mistake before you just count them all I think is what I'm trying to say yeah I uh, yeah I'm uh, I'm right there with you is I, I feel like they're not giving any of these programs the benefit of the doubt when uh, I don't know it's tough and you know, there's still so there is still so much football left to be played that come you know past Black Friday, we might not even really need to think about it because we haven't really had to think about it the last few years. I mean, like like I said, defaulted to Cincinnati being the fourth seed. I feel like in just about all the years, except where I think it was like 2015, where you could also make the argument that TCU got screwed out of the playoff. Then, as you just kind of it kind of sorts itself out, and that's kind of what I'm hoping happens. Because I, I would hate for there to be a situation where a team goes undefeated in the Power Five, wins their conference championship, 13-0, two or three ranked wins on, on the agenda, and not be able to compete for a national championship. Yeah, I agree. They're, it's old people. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. And it's, it's so – I'm so interested – I would be so interested to see like how they came to this kind of committee. Because, 
you had the, the BCS formula earlier. You have the AP system, which granted is flawed, but you just get so many more data points. It, it's harder to, I feel like you get a more accurate representation. I, I, I would be curious to see why, 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 why was this the solution? That's a good point. Um, I, I really don't have an answer for you. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think a lot of people do. I mean, the only people that would have an answer for you are the people that are actually choosing this. Um, there's got to be some, again, monetary reason for there's this. There's got to be something. You know, that's why they don't pay uh, us the big bucks, Tyler. That's right. Not yet. Not yet. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> but so, and then Tennessee came out and just rolled over Kentucky. I am now, I, I was more impressed with, this is going to sound silly, but stay with me. I was more impressed with that TCU whooping of, or not TCU, Tennessee whooping of Kentucky than I was with their win against Alabama. Just in the sense that I've seen teams get up for Alabama before, like Johnny football back in the day, Texas A&M last year. Like I, I've seen teams get up and win the game, but to be able to win the game, then to also take care of business week in and week out is is what's really surprising me about Tennessee. I'm going to be honest, though. I hated the way that it went because I was so excited for this game. Yeah. And I think I turned it off like halfway through the third quarter because I was like, this is a fucking ass whooping. Like, so I just I, I, listen, I'm fucking happy that Tennessee won and their black jerseys were awesome but they just whooped up on my number one quarterback coming to the draft. Will Levis. Gosh, what? Well, three INTs, not even a hundred yards passing. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? All right. I, we had this I, conversation last week. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I also have a really bad track record of guessing quarterbacks like i was convinced for at least two years that sam darnold was going to be the best quarterback out of that class you're wrong you know. and hey who is usually right yeah i mean uh, yeah. all right oh who yeah. who yeah. is it yeah you, 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 you got your finger on the on the page what? here what <laughs> I'm not saying that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to be bad. I just think Will Levis has a lot to offer. And uh, I, I guess I just haven't seen him play a whole lot. A great quarterback. I think. And I'm also skeptical because he's he, he is one of the top prospects, but also so is Anthony Richardson out of Florida. And that, and I, I just don't understand that one at all. So then it kind of taints the whole, the whole list for me. Well, that I think is them like trying to chase a like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts type because how well they're doing. Um, because there's always like some kind of recency yeah. bias in the NFL. Like they're, they're trying to catch the next wave. You know, um, the only thing I will say about Will Levis that I dislike is how fucking old he is, which sucks. Yeah. It's going to hurt him. I think real well for well, he's, uh, 23. He'll be, He'll be 24 before the season starts next year. I mean, that's that's pretty old for a quarterback. I mean, not old, but I think he's huge. Yeah, the, yeah. I I saw a tweet that the starting quarterback for North Texas is 29 years old, which I think is just hilarious. Kids get the dude's got a, a wife and kids. 
<laughs> he's playing college football still, which is one of those stories where like he, he tried to play baseball for years. And then once he finally gave that up, started playing football, like Brandon Whedon and it's, it's working out. He's playing well, but it's just so funny. Yeah. Like for, he's literally 10 I, years older than some of his teammates. Yeah. So funny. Um, but yes, Tennessee whooped the fuck out of Kentucky as they should have. And now, now we were talking last week, like, Hey, if Tennessee loses this game, like, how are you feeling? Well, they just beat the shit out of them. I think they're rolling right now. You know, I was yeah. very, very, very surprised that they were number one, to be honest. I, I, I was not surprised. And, and I, I think it's rightly so. I mean, they, they got I, the best win out of everybody. They've taken care of business. They've got, and it seems like they've gotten better as the year has gone on, which is terrifying because they, they might not even be done. But I, I, I think they got that right. I, I was surprised because I thought that they would just default to Georgia because they haven't that's lost. Fair. They're the defending champions. I just thought that that's how they were going to go. So that's why I was surprised that Tennessee was number yeah. one. Not because I think that they don't deserve it. It's just that's why. They didn't even put Georgia at number two, I think. I think they put Ohio State there. Yeah, Ohio State two and then uh, – Georgia three, which that feels kind of silly. I mean, I'm I'm huge on Ohio State, but also with as good as Oregon's looked since that week one game. Oh I mean, baby, ah, oh man. we're gonna talk about Oregon. We're gonna talk about Oregon. oh yeah. That, so so before we get to Oregon, Ole Miss big win against Texas A and M. Lane Kiffin clowning Jimbo Fisher afterwards. All around dub for Imagine. I'm. It, it's so fun. I love, I do still love Ole Miss, man. I really do. Um, this is, this is going to be the toughest week for my top five because I do actually really, really like all of these teams on here. I just have to make a tough decision that's going to break my heart a little yeah. bit later on. I mean, you know, like I mentioned at the playoff, I mean, hopefully this is, it's all just kind of works itself out. But I mean, we're, we're getting towards the the back corner of the season, and mm-hmm. that's some tough decisions that are going to have to be made. So then Oregon, who has who looked awesome, I don't even remember who they played. They played. They played Cal. They played Cal. That, okay, that's right. Yeah. And they beat UCLA. Uh, it felt like Last pretty week, handedly yeah. the, the the week before. I, I know the score doesn't quite indicate that, but it seemed like they were in control for the whole game. They, I mean, we we were talking about scenarios for. TCU, I think there still is. They 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 need some help, but I, I think there's a pathway for them to sneak back into things. I don't really see it just because of how bad it was the first week. Like yeah. that was bad. And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like they know they know what it's like to have a, a Cincinnati in in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And I just, I don't see them. I think they're a much better team now, but I don't see them getting into the playoffs because of how bad week one was, unfortunately. You know, I don't think, let me me check here, but I don't think that they really play anybody else. I mean, Colorado, Washington. Oh, they play Utah. Yeah, they play Utah, and then they'll probably play a team like USC or 
or maybe even UCLA again in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. But I so think- you know what? Yeah. I, I, I don't think they have much of a path for the playoff, but I mean, uh, if they could still win a Pac-12 title, I think that's really impactful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially. And certainly not something yeah. I would have expected them coming into no. the season, especially after, you know, week one, but mm-hmm. they, they, they're really kind of impressed. The whole Pac-12 is really impressive. Like I, I figured USC yeah. and Utah would be good. I figured UCLA would be better. But Washington seemed like a really good fourth or fifth best team. Um, Oregon's obviously looked awesome. The, the Pac-12, I mean, granted, half of those teams are, are leaving the, the Pac-12. But this year, they, they looked really good. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to help out the Pac-12 when those two teams leave. So hopefully it doesn't kill the conference when they, when they actually do leave. I, yeah, I, I still think that conference is toast. Although I do think that <laughs> that Oregon will is going to end up somewhere. Okay. Or, I mean, there's still a good chance that Oregon just says, all right, well, we don't want to play in the Big Ten. We don't, the Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore. We're just going to be independent. And it'll probably work out fine. Yeah, I can see that. But I think the way that they play, I think they would fit in really well in the Big 12. I think so, too. I would love if the, the Big 12 is already going to have, well, so they have 10 teams now. No, they have 12 teams. How many teams do they have? I have it pulled up here. Let's see. Two, four, six, eight, ten. So they have ten teams now. They're losing two, gaining four. So they'll be up to 12 teams, so they can still expand. For some reason, I thought they were already at 14. But I would love, well, specifically, I would love for them to, like, add, like, Colorado and Utah and the Big Ten to, to take on, like, Oregon and, and Washington. You know what would be funny as fuck to me is if uh, Oregon went to the ATC. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's I think that's they would, tough. They would dumpster that that conference, dude. They would dumpster that shit. But I mean, having to travel three time zones oh, every know, single road game—that's brutal. That would be fucking brutal. But I think it would be so funny because it's yeah, literally the Atlantic Coast Conference, and here's <laughs> the Pacific Coast coming over. <laughs> I think that'd be so. Oh, that's that would be funny. Exact. It doesn't seem like the ACC is going to be really relevant past Clemson. I mean, we, we, we've, I've tried selling us on the, on these Florida teams from the ACC, but I mean, Miami might go to a bowl game this year. They picked up a big win towards bowl eligibility this week. What did you say? Miami picked up a big win Fuck this week. Miami, <laughs> dude. God, they're, they're, they're dead. They're dead. They're so dead. They're, they're dead. What? it's also funny because i'm also seeing like like they're just eating each other like between miami florida and florida state they're just eating each other and recruiting like one commit will commit to florida state realize how shitty they are decommit commit to florida realize that they're not very good it's just a fun little cycle that i have going on but i would bet more on florida being good than any of those me too for sure me too um Penn State, how, are you are you discouraged by them? No, I'm not. I thought that they showed out really, really well. Like they were up at halftime. I mean, Grant was like one point that they were up. They they showed out, man. They yeah. They always have just like such a solid program. They have and like even for like an 11 a.m. game, it looked yeah electric. Yeah, it did. It did. People got up for that game for sure. And I mean, obviously you expect that because the number two team 
in the country was coming in. But uh, they had a chance. They really did. Just some yeah. mistakes at the end of the game really cost them. But they had a chance, and they could have could have done something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just that, you know, sixth, seventh gear that, you know, those S-tier teams like Ohio State have that they can turn the game around and what feels like two or three plays. Yeah, and, and I, thought it, I thought it spoke to uh, Ohio State, too, because they haven't really played anybody this year. And I was very interested to see how that was going to go. And um, early on, they looked kind of flat, and then they got up to the second half. Yeah. Hey man, I don't think you could be mad about losing. Um, uh, you could be mad about some stuff, especially like the last ten minutes in the fourth quarter. I think you could be mad about if you're a Penn State fan, but they were in that game. They were yeah. in that game, Oof. and that's you can't really ask for a lot, um, especially with how really, really good Ohio State has looked so far this year. Yeah, absolutely. So. New top fives. Uh, I'll start with mine because my number five team is a bit of a substitution. I know last week I kind of framed this as the final five, but uh, I was doing some thinking. First of all, it's our project, so fuck off. We we make the rules. Second of all, I feel like this is a like comparison and or like a light substitution per se because I I'm going to describe this team to you and. Because I feel like it could have been a team that we we look back on and say, we kind of missed that one. We should have talked about them more. So, and like I said, you could probably guess this, but they're going to be a Power Five school. Check. They have a national championship winning head football coach who coached a Heisman Trophy quarterback. They have, they're in a hotbed of recruiting. They're going to be in a conference where they have recruiting ties to the Northern Midwest, Ohio, Michigan. They're going to be in a conference where they have Texas ties in addition to the ties that they bring in in their own. Uh, their uniforms go hard. They recently competed on a really high level, undefeated season. I, I, I don't think that we've talked enough about Central Florida. And out of all the four schools that are in Florida that we just talked about that are eating their own tails, I wouldn't be surprised if five years down the road, UCF is the best football program in the state of Florida. I don't think I've ever met anybody more obsessed with the state of Florida than you. I can't fucking stand that state. And the fact that you keep trying to push it on me. How dare you, Brendan? How dare you? You know, historically speaking, they've always had at least one good football team. I'm just trying. I'm throwing darts. I'm, I'm, I'm getting desperate here. One of these teams have to be good eventually. Well, yeah. And I mean, just- they have fucking 15 of them. So, yeah, I guess one of them is good every year. God damn it, Brandon. Ugh. But in the same way that like, I, I, I thought you'd be more on board. No, I hate that fucking state. So, so it's the state. It's not even just like the city of Miami. It's both. Okay. So I, I definitely hate Miami way more than the state of Florida, but I do also think that the state of Florida is a cesspool and, should probably just go away. Maybe go just affect the Cuba or something. Go on. Go I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not living there. It's just a football team that I want to like. And hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me backtrack a little bit because you've been saying, oh, I can't like them because of my proximity to them. Or is, what the 
pretty far away. It's pretty far away. And and, and like I mentioned with USC last week, like it, it it's a tough sell that like I'd have to get on a plane to go to go watch them play a football game. UCF gets a little bit more of a pass because they're going to be in the Big 12. They play TCU. They play Baylor. They play Texas Tech. So there, there's that aspect to it where I could see them play and not even have to go to the cesspool of Florida. So there's that. Um, That's true. It, and, and Go ahead. I'm sorry. And watching them play against Cincinnati, which is, I, I mean, it, it's as big as the a, a, athletic conference, American athletic conference gets. But I, I got real good vibes, like watching that crowd and like seeing how they get after it in a conference where I feel like that can lack if the football team's not quite there. And so I, I, I was just impressed while watching them play, play team in Cincinnati that I've tried to sell you on for the last 10 weeks. And so I, I finally jumped off of that bandwagon. And I think of the four teams that they're adding, I think central Florida is definitely the front runner to be the best football program. And then with the departure of those, those, those blue blood programs, I'm like we've mentioned it, it's anybody's conference. Yeah. And I guess I should have said, I don't know really anything about UCF. So all I know is that they're in Florida and I hate Florida. So. And Florida stuff. That goes. Florida stuff. So for number five, for you, which direction sticking, are you heading? I'm sticking with Penn state. They showed a lot there. Um, I'm excited to see how the rest of their season goes after that pretty tough loss. Um, so I'm, I'm just really, really excited to see how they kind of handle that and how the fans rally around them. Right. It's tough to keep the support of 111,000 people when, I don't know, you and to not having a bad season, but when your season's not going the direction that you would have hoped it would. That's tough. Certainly. So for th- for number four, I'm going to keep it at USC. They, I don't know, they just didn't have any real opportunity to to, to wow me. I think if they are to wow me, it's going to come down the, the stretch of this late stretch of the season. They, they go to UCLA, they play Notre Dame, and then if they win a Pac-12 championship, I, I think it is, is where they might, you know, get that juice that that I've been looking for. But just no real opportunity for them to to move up. Good win um, against Arizona, I guess. Yeah. Um, And if I were going to move them up, I think that would say more about the team I have at three, just losing momentum than, than it would that, but that's, that's where they're at. Yeah. I don't mind that pick. I mean, you've been kind of harping on how they're going to be in the big 10 here pretty soon. It's just going to be so funny to me. So, oh yeah. I can't wait. So I, uh, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, there's something about him that he's kind of like, at least to me. Um, but for my number four, I'm going to go Ole Miss. Chopping down a spot. Nothing about Ole Miss. It has more to do with how the teams around them are performing. Uh, I still love uh, Lane Kiffin. Still love their jerseys. Still love the atmosphere around there. Um, but somebody's moving up. Somebody's moving down. I get it. So number three for me, 
It's going to stay steady. Oklahoma State's going to stay at number three. And and I I, I saw a, a bit of toxic Oklahoma State Twitter, which has been what was kind of turning me off. And now, and, and like, like we talked about earlier, it felt like they were more concerned about bringing down other schools than, than, than lifting up their own, which I think is a red flag, especially coming from a program that's considered a, a little brother program. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a red flag that I could have absolutely seen myself looking over. Now, there's still a, a lot to be excited about. I, I still think they have the best atmosphere in the Big 12, um, or at least the, the new Big 12. And, you know, as, as we've gone back and forth, that conference can go to anybody after. I mean, starting this, starting last year, I guess. But uh, still a lot to be excited about. Uh, I'm not trying to, to, to harp on them too much because I don't want it to seem like, oh, they just got blown out, so they're not, they're, they're not my favorite team anymore. But I, I think it, it's it's tough. I wonder if that has anything to do with somebody else on your list. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I mean, and last week was a bad look for sure. Um, but I, I get what you're saying about like we were just talking about this with Arkansas last week, right? Like, I don't, I see enough BS all day, every day. Um, I don't want to like sports are my escape. I don't want to deal with that shit when I'm trying to escape from real life. Right. So mm-hmm. I certainly understand that. Um, but my number three, is going to be the Oregon Ducks. Moving on out there, getting momentum. Watch out. I just, I love them, man. I love them. I love that, that state. I love their stadium. We talked about their jerseys and stuff, their uniforms, their fan base. I just, it, they're hard to dislike in my opinion. I think so too. So, so that's why they're moving. And nobody really expects them to do too much, which is nice, you know? Yeah. And like, I feel like, so much of college football is ingrained in like tradition and like what's always been like, especially the, the team that we used to root for their whole shtick is we were really good 25 years ago where I feel like Oregon kind of has this like new age college football feel to them. And I, I, I guess probably a peak of that was more like when Chip Kelly was there, but still kind of got that same modern feel. Like this is what college football is going to be looked upon in like the two thousands where we looked at Nebraska in the nineties and Miami and you know, those traditional teams, I I feel like Oregon could very well kind of set that tone going forward. Yeah. Like I said, they're hard not to root for in my opinion. They do a lot of things. Well, they don't do a ton of things bad. So I like them. I like them at number three. Does the fact that their head coach from a year ago going to Miami give you any more pleasure seeing Oregon do well? Does that add any juice to it? Listen, you said it, not me, all right? All right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking at it from all angles. Number two for me is same same as last week, Arkansas. Um, I've had a much more pleasant experience being an Arkansas fan than being an Oklahoma State fan even just in the sense that they are 
kind of that underdog kind of slept on SEC program. I still hate that they're in the SEC. And I feel like even though they're in the SEC, they're, they'd have to overcome some SEC bias, you know, moving forward. But I, the, the, the big thing that, that I see is that they're, they're in a good recruiting territory. They're a fairly big brand. They got good facilities. They have a coach who feels like Arkansas and who feels like he, you know, is trending in the right direction. Huge win over Auburn, who's going the opposite direction. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have any, a, a, any real tangible cons against Arkansas. Yeah. And I like them. I do like yeah. them. Um, like a little turned off, like I said last week, but I do like them. I think they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to root for. I just have my heart in other places. I get that. Which leads me to. It's going to be an orange team. I have a feeling. Decision. I don't have a second team because Oklahoma State and Tennessee are tied for number one in my heart right now. Wow. Wow. I said it at the beginning of the pod, right? Like, I have so much, like, emotional connection to Oklahoma State where I was actually pissed and they were getting the shit kicked out of them. I just can't stop. You know, it's like that meme, right? Like you're walking down the street holding some girl's hand and, you know, you're looking back and like, damn, can she kind of nice? You know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard to choose for me. It's like having children. You know, you can't choose a favorite. Right now, Tennessee and Oklahoma State are my children and I can't choose the top child right now. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's huge because that's kind of a cop out. I mean, again, it's our project. We make the fucking rules, but I I, I absolutely see where you're coming from. I think it's interesting that Oklahoma State doesn't have the sole lead for the first time for you all season long. I think that's pretty significant. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody any anybody saw Tennessee skyrocketing in our hearts like like they have. I mean, just Rocky Top is such a banger. And it's nothing, nothing that Oklahoma State has done. Nothing. It's just, yeah, the the meteoric rise of the volunteers. It's all about Tennessee, baby. Holy shit. And the thing with with Tennessee is that if this is, if they're not just like a flash in the pan, like like an Auburn with Cam Newton or, or LSU with Joe Burrow, who's to say that they can't keep repeating this and keep replicating this? Right. Where like, yeah, I think they're I, in a hotbed too. They're in a hotbed to yeah. continue. I mean, as I, I keep trying to, to sell with those Florida schools, it's easy to get those that momentum quickly and maintain it. Like like uh what's his face in in Georgia? Like they were good, good, good. They were good before he got there. They'll be good after he leaves. But then all of a sudden you get that right guy in there and you go from good to great. And it's hard to let that go. Yep. So then I so then going through these last few weeks of the season, what are you what would be the, the separator? What are you looking for on and off the field for these two teams? Honestly, I'm one of the big drivers for Tennessee is to see 
what it's going to be like on Saturday. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, that is, that's a big if, one. If I'm a little bit disappointed about like how that works out, like fan wise and stuff for Tennessee, and I'm sure it won't be disappointing. Can't imagine. But if, if that is disappointing to me, then Oklahoma State takes over number one spot again. Like that. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking forward to that so much. I'm really, really excited about that. And when- Oklahoma State, I just I have such a love for them. I don't know. I, I, I think I said it last week. I don't really ever see myself not loving Oklahoma State after this project. They just kind of feel like home. Like it feels Correct. like when we were fans of of the team when they were in the Big Twelve and everything just seemed better. It just seemed like a good time. Magic yeah. feeling. Yeah. My number one, no shocker, it's TCU. Um, and just, just like you said with Oklahoma State, it's it's not just that that they're undefeated and that they have this great season going on and Max Duggan's been awesome, but it's just the, the, the feeling that, that, that I get for this team, the anger that I felt when I saw them behind Clemson, the, the joy when they were beating up on Kansas state, the, the fear that if they lose to Texas tech, I'm going to be devastated. You know, there's, there's just that, that emotion that I've kind that, that, that I've failed to really, earn with Arkansas and that's kind of dimmed with Oklahoma state and that I haven't felt for, for, for USC or, or any of the, the, the Florida schools that I've tried to push propaganda for. It's just, it, there's nothing tangible to it. It's just, yeah, but you, you cheated. You went to an actual game. You cheated. Well, but I went to an Oklahoma state game last yeah. year, went to an Arkansas game this year, both fucking awesome. But guess and, what? We weren't doing this project last year. No, but it, it, it makes a difference. And like Arkansas was number one in my rankings for a while because I, I got to go to that game. And Oklahoma State's gotten big points because of how electric that atmosphere is. Like, yeah, it, it, it is a bit cheeky that TCU's only an hour away from me. And, and but, 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 that, but that is something. Yeah, and neither why it does. I agree. And if I were to rank those three environments, one of them being at, at Jerry's world, which I don't know if that is a true Fayetteville, Arkansas experience, but at TCU, I mean, just on a, on a vacuum basis, we would be ranked number three out of those three, but it is what it is. Hey, I especially- can't knock it. Can't knock it. It's an intoxicating feeling. I also, get- Learned that Sonny Dykes, what before he started in college ranks, he was a high school football coach like 20 minutes away from me. Like, dude's DFW through and through. That's tough to, to, to overlook. Now, granted, as, as much as I feel for TCU, there still is plenty of opportunity for them to come down to earth and for reality to set in. Because Texas Tech, is Texas Tech is going to bring their A game, big noon Saturday. They got to go to Austin, and then they got to play Baylor on the road, and then Iowa State at home on Black Friday. 
I mean, I could absolutely see a scenario where they lose three of those games. So it'd be interesting to see how strong my feelings are if that happens. But eh, only time will tell. Yeah, and uh, Oklahoma State does kind of have a cupcake schedule for the rest of the season. But I think that if they can win out, I think that they'll be in the Big 12 championship game with more than likely TCU. So they might be able yeah. to uh, get some revenge on them. Yeah, because that because their best chances if Kansas State loses, they, Kansas State would have to lose. Oh yeah, actually, I forgot twice. about Kansas State. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, but Kansas State's going to Texas this week. No, Texas is going there this week. And then you know the play Kansas still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it with such a deep conference, anything could happen. That's true. But Very I would true. really love to see like a, a healthy Oklahoma State team play TCU with those kind of marbles on the line. Maybe Probably more than yeah. And uh, Ole Miss plays Alabama. Right, that's this week. Yeah, so that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, when, when we've talked about Ole Miss this year, it's been like, okay, well, we'll just wait for this part of the season. Just wait for when yep. they play A&M. Just wait for uh, – this is it. I, oh, I, actually, I, that's next week. Next who? Next week yeah. they play Alabama. They're off this week. Um, but obviously the main attraction this week is going to be Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah. And I mean, that's I think numero uno. Yeah. And I think even independently from our project, that's, I mean, as juice as a college football game gets. Oh, I guess Alabama LSU would probably be a good game in Death Valley. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's one to watch. Yeah. Especially because LSU's looking pretty good. Death Valley's tough. I can't. Watch out believe though that the Tennessee Georgia game is at 2 30 tomorrow. I just feel like a travesty. I know, but that just feels like a travesty. Yeah. Gross. Uh, What game are you looking forward to most? I uh, the game that I'm most nervous about is obviously TCU in Texas because that's Mm -hmm. it, it would be so deflating and disappointing if TCU's getting all this hype like Joel Klatt's been all over all of his platforms talking about TCU got robbed and you know how the college football playoff is rigged and you know the little guy never wins and the whole first 20 minutes of the show pretty much just for them to to lay an egg against Texas Tech yeah if Big Brother came in and uh, whooped up on Little Brother that would be yeah that I mean if Texas Tech's Big Brother then that's that that's a tough pill to swallow um but you know Texas Tech needs uh, need, needs to put some wins together to make it to a bowl game. So yeah, know, they'll, they'll get their best. But um, I mean, yeah, and I think Georgia, Tennessee is. I mean, I so I'm, you said it all. I'm I'm so juiced. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. No other way around it. That's the game I'm most excited for. But the game I'm really going to be keeping an eye on is Oklahoma State Kansas. I do it's still big think one. Kansas is a good team, and I'm I'm interested to see how Oklahoma State bounces back from that asshole when they took last week. Yeah, I I I'd be shocked to to see Oklahoma State lay another lay another egg. 
I mean, just a, another great week at college football. It's going to be see, fun, uh, baby. It's going to be real Mi- fun. Minnesota game should be pretty fun, too. Love the Gophers. Anyways, any final thoughts before we wrap up for another week? No, I laid it all, in it, all out on the table this week. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Love it. Perfect. Well, you can follow along on Twitter at former Husker fan. Obviously we'll be back next week. Keep an eye out for those games, see how they shape up and it should be another great weekend. Love it. See you guys. And that wraps up another episode of entering the transfer portal podcast, subscribe, like, and share, and make sure to never miss an episode till next time.